Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure on this Friday, February 23rd, to welcome a guest to the podcast. Today we have reading for us Lee Smith. Lee has been a member of Mountain Brook Baptist for 51 years and very active in the life of ministry and been on a ton of mission trips with Mountain Brook Baptist. He'll tell you a little bit about that at the end of the podcast. But first, read the scriptures for us today, Lee, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Our first reading today is Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Do not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And not not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Our second reading for the day comes from Psalms, Psalms 124. A song of ascents of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away, the torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you so much, Lee, for joining the podcast and for reading so beautifully for us. We want to hear a little bit more about you. Tell me about your family, and you're a member for 51 years, so tell me a little bit about that. Now, we moved to Birmingham in 1967 and moved to Mountain Brook, and our family was looking for a church to join. I was only four then, but we found Mountain Brook and started attending here in 1969. And then through the Sunday school programs and other programs here at the church, I accepted Jesus and was baptized on June 4th, 1972. Who baptized you? Dr. Nelson. Okay. Yeah, he baptized me. As a matter of fact, my sister Sharon, who everybody knows, we were baptized on the same day. That's wonderful. So I know it because that's my birthday, so June 4th, 1972. So when you ask how long I've been a member here, I guess from the time I was baptized, that was uh, 51 years ago. So as for the rest of my family, my wife is Natalie. We got married in 1987, so we've been married 36 years we got married and then moved here to Birmingham, and I went to work for Central Bank of the South, and we joined Mountain Brook. I was already a member, but she joined Mountain Brook. Um, been active here ever since then. We have two daughters, Anna and Claire, who uh, grew up here, and we're in the youth group. Actually, uh, Wayne and Mary uh, worked with them in the youth group and have been uh, pivotal in their lives. 
uh, even to this day. And so uh, they were both married by Wayne and Mary. And Anna now lives with her husband out in Flagstaff, Arizona, where she practices physical therapy. And he is a hotshot on a fire crew for the U.S. Forestry Service. And then our daughter, Claire, and our son-in-law, Chris, they go to church here and are active as well. They both sing in the choir, and Chris plays in the praise band for the contemporary worship service. And we are fortunate to have two grandchildren, uh, Argy and Kit. Now, I want to uh, hear a little bit more about Argy and Kit. What are their personalities like? Oh, my goodness. They are, they're, of course, they're the most beautiful and smartest of course. You know, grandchildren you could ever have. Argy's very vocal and very active, and uh, so she'll be three in April. And our grand- grandson, Kit, he likes to move. And how old is he? He's just turned one in December. They live right across the street from us, so we're very blessed in that regard. That is wonderful. We get to see him every day. I, I love this church. It's been such an integral part of my life. Um, I can't remember a time when it hasn't been, and I'm, I feel fortunate that the church was here for my children and now grandchildren. So it's a generational thing for, for our family, and it's so great to see the church grow, and you can really feel the spirit here. How did you and Natalie meet? We've met at Baylor. Um, I'm a, my parents went to Baylor. Sharon's the only black sheep of the family that went to Auburn, but um so I'm one of 28 family members to go to Baylor, but when I was a senior, I volunteered to be part of Welcome Week. And we had 4,000 incoming freshmen each year at Baylor, and they chose 400 upperclassmen, 200 men, 200 women to help with those 4,000. You had a group of 20, 10 men, 10 women in your group, and uh, Natalie was in my freshman orientation group. Oh, my goodness. Was it so, love at first sight? It Pretty much. I oriented her very well. <laughs> she came with a boyfriend, and I told everybody in my group that, hey, you don't want to start college with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. No. I mean, that's not going to be fun. And they broke up, and I immediately started dating her. What are some of the ways that you, you courted her? Well, uh, one big thing, of course, this is true, I think, at all universities, but Baylor was no exception. Football games were a big deal. And so if you invited somebody to go to a football game, it, that was a real date. You know, it wasn't just like meeting for a coffee or Coke or something like that. So we were in the student bookstore, and I kind of looked at the uh, – they had a, all the home games. I said, hey, look, there's a home game this this Saturday. Do you want to go? And she's going, oh, really? Oh, well, sure. And then I – said, oh, wait, there's another one, and three weeks later, do you want to go to that one? She's like, "Uh, okay. And then I said, "Um, oh, wait, hey, here's homecoming. Do you want to go to homecoming? Which was a really big deal. Baylor has the biggest homecoming parade. They had a lot of functions around that. So that was usually reserved that for somebody you were serious with. And she goes, really? And uh, she goes, okay. So I just kind of, I wanted to go ahead and lock her down. I'm about to say, you, know, you were like, if you like it, she put a ring on, on it, table. you know. Well, I was a senior, she was a freshman, so I didn't have much time. But uh, so anyway, I stayed and got my MBA, really a lot of it just so I could be closer to her and we could make sure that was the, the right thing. And then the Lord has probably used that MBA in your life Absolutely. throughout the years. That's right. Wonderful. That's a great story. Tell me a little bit about ways that you serve in the church and then also in our community. I've been involved in the choir different times. I've served as deacon. I currently serve as a trustee, and I did just come back on the deacon board. I've 
taught marriage enrichment classes before or facilitated those. I'm not sure you really teach those, but you facilitate. You're always learning that, right? Uh, you, you really are. And then I've been fortunate enough to be part of a great growth group. That's been a real blessing to be able to build closer bonds with those people, really kind of dig deeper than perhaps what we might be able to do in Sunday school. So I really encourage people, if you're not in a growth group, come check out ours if you'd like to. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, I've been fortunate to go on some mission trips. Actually, this coming weekend, we're going out to serve in the food pantry with our partner church, Faith. And uh, so looking forward to that, done that a few times. And that's nice because Natalie's going and my mother-in-law's going. And so it's more of a family type thing to be able to go and do that. Lee, in 51 years, you've probably gone on a lot of mission trips, but one that I remember is a couple of years back when you and Virginia Wharton and Meredith Kell and I went to the Dominican Republic to work at Cafe Monte Plata with Ann Peyton Baker, and Lee kind of became our father figure. Uh-oh. <laughs> Lee was so much fun on the trip because he was always up for an adventure. He was always there to help us with our bags and anything else that a dad would do. And then he also was very generous with his time and his resources to help us to enjoy the trip. So I just want to say thank you to you for that. But also, I want to hear from you. What were some of your favorite parts of that experience? Seeing the need and then seeing how that need was being met. Let me just say, Ann Peyton Baker's amazing. I mean, I was so impressed with her work she was doing, um, the way she can even speak Spanish. You know, I, I know you can learn that, but it was, that might be more native to her now than, than English, but she did a great job uh, seeing the community and how she had related the, the individuals there, and then seeing the kids um, and the challenges that they were facing. And for us to have the opportunity to come and provide the spirit of Christmas and Christian love. And it was fun to be get to know you better um, and to get to know Meredith and Virginia better. And so that was a lot of fun. You know, I, I didn't know uh, when I heard you guys were still wanting people. Um, I thought, well, it's, it's, it's three women going. I mean, <laughs> do they really want a man to go? And I, But I, at the time, I could go. And so I, I offered to go. And they said, well, sure, come along. So, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, again, the the school was closed for Christmas during that time period. There were still some kids at the orphanage that were were there, and uh, but just having the opportunity to get to know them, spend some time with them, and and be part of the work, kind of supporting the work behind the work. Yes, we loaded up ten suitcases full of presents for the children that people from Mount Brook Baptist and other people had bought. And then when we got there, we wrapped the gifts and we learned about the ministry and got to visit with the house parents. It was a wonderful experience. Lee, tell me about another story or something that sticks out from a mission trip that you've been on. Well, I won't tell all the youth ones um, because (laughs) that might get some people in trouble. But the first Builders for Christ trip that we went on now, actually, it's the only one I've been on. I think it was in 1991. And uh, we went to Island Pond, New Hampshire. And if you haven't been to New Hampshire or Massachusetts, uh, that particular area, as I understand, it's predominantly uh, Catholic. And so we were helping expand a Baptist church. And uh, we had about 50 or 60 of us that went. And the things that we did during that week was we worked on HVAC, 
plumbing, um, we did the roofing, and we also did some sheetrock. But there was an individual on that trip, many people would know him as Mr. Gary, Gary Bowman, who was a lifelong, uh, very active member of our church, usually worked the, the grill, grilling hot dogs uh, during any special event we had here. And his wife is still here, active in our church. But he was a master plumber. And at this, the way the sanctuary was laid out, long building, and the only thing that required plumbing, the bathrooms were in the entrance area, but there had to be a baptistry. So we put this baptistry and it was delivered while we were there. And we had plumbing that went into that, but he didn't want to have to run a drain, you know, 60, 70 feet, the whole length of the sanctuary. So he just ran it outside into a storm drain area where snow would melt and so it would the water could empty. Well, it came time for the inspection and the inspector came and he was walking around. We were all listening closely to make sure we were getting good marks. And he asked Gary, he said, now what's this bathtub for? And uh, Gary, I think, grew up Catholic and he said, well, this is a baptistry. And the inspector said, do people get in this? And they go, well, they do. And he goes, well, if people get in this, we're going to have to tie this into the main sewer line. You're going to have to run a drain the whole length of the sanctuary. And Gary saw where this was going and said, <laughs> but, you know, this is special water. He goes, well, what do you mean it's special water? And he said, well, I guess you'd say this is holy water. And the inspector looked and said, well, I think it's okay for holy water to, walk, to run outside. So checked it off. We didn't have to run the drain, <laughs> and everything worked. And so I reflect back on some things like that that were, were funny, um, and you see the Lord at work in those areas as well. I want to hear a couple more fun facts about Lee. What are you like? What's your personality like? What are you into? I like being active, and so I'm an outdoor enthusiast, and so our family's always enjoyed going to national parks, hiking. We actually have a second home up on Lookout Mountain, um, and there's hiking trails there. And so we, we try to get up there and then get back for church. But we enjoy going up there and having downtime. I don't have high blood pressure, but I feel like when I do arrive there, my blood pressure goes down, and it's a great place to spend time together as a family. I'm not a very good golfer, but I do enjoy golf, and um, I'm a lifelong runner. So I've been running for a long time. Do you have a race that you're training for right now? Not anymore. The race of life. Okay. I've always said, people say, why do you run? I go from my next bowl of La Paz cheese dip. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, know. let's talk food. Okay. Is La Paz yeah. your favorite restaurant in town? Well, if you, if you want to say by how often I visit it, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've actually eaten there probably five times in a week sometimes. Once people know you like it, it's like if you and I were going to meet for lunch, you'd go, well, why don't we meet for La Paz? Because I know Lee likes La Paz. And then I'll talk to somebody else, and they'll go, well, hey, you want to meet La Paz? Because I know you <laughs> like La Paz, and I'm never going to turn it down. So, um, But trying to eat healthier. I like going to Char Bar now okay, because you can make your own salad. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And I know you're a big fan of the Chick-fil-A biscuit. I am, yeah. Because we've had many uh, breakfasts with you at Chick-fil-A I do love Chick-fil-A. Early Chick -fil -A. morning. Lee, would you tell me a little bit about your work with the Salvation Army? I love the Salvation Army um, because while our church does so much work in the community, of course, Salvation Army is one of their mission partners. People that are on the street that need a place to sleep, need a meal, they can go there. But really what I'm probably most proud of what the Army is doing today is you know, teaching people to get back on their feet and be self-sustaining again. 
So they have workforce development programs right now. You can go and learn to be a truck driver. um, And so they have that program growing and they have done that. They probably graduated 40 to 50 people that are now out on the roads and you can make a really good living as a truck driver. Uh, They're teaching people how to draw blood right now. And they have a lash technician training where they're teaching people how to put on lashes. It's just very varied. You can get your GED there. And so they're teaching people to be gainfully employed. They have different levels of housing there. When you first come in, if you need a place to stay, emergency, there's, you know, uh, a cot you can sleep on in a, in a nice, safe environment, warm. You, ha- you get fed. And then as you, you meet with a program person, they'll help you get set up with different kind of educational training, figure out what you need, give you assistance. Uh, so they, they, they feed you both physically, they clothe you physically, they give you shelter, but then they also, it's all about, you know, spreading the gospel. And it's about helping people come to know Jesus. And so it just perfectly aligns with my values and uh, been very fortunate. We have several church members, uh, Larry Johnson, uh, Coy Collinsworth was 50-year board member there. Carol Collinsworth just joined the board today, uh, Luther Kale and myself. And so it's, uh, it's been a great place for me to serve outside the church. Are there things about the Lord or characteristics of the Lord that you often meditate on? There are, well, I try to always have a thankful heart. As I mentioned, I like being active. Um, and so my quiet time is usually between 5.45 and 6.45 in the morning. And I, I like getting out. And uh, I spend most of that time in prayer. You know, people talk about, you know, listen to a really great, really great tape, uh, or tape, that, that dates me, uh, listening to something on their iPhone or their, uh, as they're running. I've never listened to anything. I use that time to spend with the Lord, and I really, I, it really helps me to pray and reflect. And I, but I try to start with a heart of thanksgiving, and I think that when I reflect back on all the way that the Lord has blessed me, um, and my family. It, it helps get me in the right frame of mind for the day. And then I, I just pray in earnest uh, every day that I'll be filled with His Spirit and be given godly wisdom to face whatever comes my way that day and, and hopefully be glorifying and be, not be a stumbling block to others, but to be an earthly vessel for Him to use for His kingdom Tell me about a favorite passage of Scripture that sticks out to you. As a lifelong runner, I think I was always going back to like junior high and high school days, looking for some inspiration to help me focus on as I was running. And Isaiah 40, 31 kind of always resonated with me. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So I've reflected on that. Not just as I'm exercising, but anytime I'm facing a challenge in life. But, you know, there's so many great passages that as, as I reflect on those um, through listening to the Bible reading of Project 119 or past or things we're doing in, in growth group or Sunday school and just kind of meditating on those throughout the week. Lee, thank you for the many ways that you have supported Mount Brook Baptist and the kingdom work. Would you end our time together with prayer? Be happy to. Mary Father, we thank you so much for the ministry of Mount Brick Baptist Church, and we thank you for Project 119. We thank you for the vision 
of creating this and uh, the blessing that it is to so many, including myself. And Lori, I want to thank you again for uh, your word and the message today. And I pray that you would fill us with your spirit and help us not to be hypocritical in our lives, but to always follow your example and be a, a blessing for you. We pray that you'd work through us and we love you and we thank you for loving us. And we ask this in your name. Amen.